0: Welcome to Coffee and Devotions this Thursday morning, July 16th. This is where every weekday morning at 9 a.m. And on the weekends before my kids wake up, you and I, we get together, have a little bit of coffee, we get into God's Word, we grow in our love for the Lord together. And this year, 2020, we'll make it through all the Gospels. Well, this morning we are at Mark chapter 14, beginning at verse 3. Mark chapter 14, beginning at verse 3. Why don't we go ahead and have some coffee, pray, get into God's Word. Let's pray. Oh, Lord, we thank you so much for this day. We thank you, Father, for your word. Father, we pray now that we would be humble. Lord, we pray that we would value you above all. Lord, we pray that your word would teach us to think rightly about you and to worship you in spirit and in truth, that we might love you with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, let's go ahead and jump into work. God's word. Oh, hey, Susan. Hey, Jerry. Good to see you guys. Mark chapter 14 beginning at verse 3. And being in Bethany at the house of Simon the leper he sat at the table a woman came having an alabaster flask of very costly oil of spikenard then she broke the flask and poured it on his head but there were some who were indignant indignant among themselves And said, why is this fragrant oil wasted? For it might have been sold for more than 300 denarii and given to the poor. And they criticized her sharply. But Jesus said, let her alone. Why do you trouble her? She has done a good work for me. For you have the poor with you always. And whenever you wish to do them good, but me you do not always have she has done what she could she has become she has come beforehand to anoint my body for burial assuredly i say to you wherever this gospel is preached in the whole world what this woman has done will also be told as a memorial to her well we're going to go ahead and ask ourselves a what is this about a what is this about well It's about Jesus being anointed. It's Jesus being anointed for his burial, and it's it's costly. How would you summarize this in the margin of your Bible? If you had to kind of distill this down to its basic truth of what Mark is trying to say, what would you write in the margin of your Bible as a short, succinct sentence for what this is about? I would probably write something like, Jesus costly anointing for burial. Jesus costly anointing for burial. Would you write something different? Let me know. Down in the comments, let me know what you would write. But let's dig into this just just a little bit, right? So what is going on here? Jesus sits down and he's with his disciples. He's there. And a woman comes and she has an alabaster jar. And inside that alabaster jar, she has very expensive oil. She has spikenard. This is a extremely expensive oil. Even today, if, if you wanted to buy just a little three-ounce bottle of this, it's going to run you about 75 bucks. It's, it's really expensive stuff. And, and It was meant for his anointing. And, and as she broke open that jar and, and poured it on Jesus' head and it went down upon his body, some of them there were indignant with this woman. Right They're how impractical! Man, this 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 jar of oil could have been sold for three hundred denarii. Now that might not mean anything to you, but a denarii is roughly one day's wages. This is like a whole year's worth of work, ten months' worth of labor. We could have gone and sold that oil and given it to the poor. And what does Jesus say? Why are you mad at her? Hold on here. You're going to have the poor with you all the time. Any time that you want to show mercy to the poor, you can show mercy to the poor. But Jesus, she understood something that they didn't. He was being anointed for his death. His body was being anointed for his burial. And isn't it amazing that Jesus says, wherever this gospel is told, she'll be remembered. And here we are 2,000 years later, and we still remember this costly gift. Again, Jesus knew exactly what was going to happen. And everything is working exactly as he told them it was going to happen. So what would we underline in our Bible as the best verse to summarize this section? What would we highlight or underline in our Bible as the best verse to summarize this section? Well, in my Bible, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to underline verse 7 and 8 that's what I'm going to underline in my Bible as what I think are the, is the best verse or best, best verses to get at the heart of this, but maybe you would, maybe you would highlight something else. What would you highlight in, the, in your Bible as the best verse to summarize? Well, now we need to ask ourselves, what are we called to do in response to this passage? Well, not all Bible passages are given to us because we need to do exactly the same thing that was in those passages. So, you cannot go over to Israel and buy spikenard oil to anoint Jesus. Right? You, you can't do that. That's not, what we're, that's not what we're called to do from this passage. This is a historical passage. But what, is, what does it teach us that would instruct our hearts? How we should feel, how we should think, how we should believe. And I think there's a few ways for that. Again, knowing that Jesus knew his burial was coming. Jesus was forward-looking to the grave. Even though the people around him didn't understand it, Jesus knew what was going to happen. He knew what he was going to suffer. He knew he was going to be buried. And he knew that he would raise again on the third day. I don't know about you, but that gives me a whole lot of hope. Right, That Jesus' actions were not somehow oblivious to him or an accident or something, but Jesus Christ came to save sinners of whom I am one of the worst and you know you are also. It's Jesus who loved us and was willing to go to that cross for us. The other thing I've been challenged in, as I've been working through 1 John, memorizing it and thinking about that, that book, is one of the startling things that John says about, do not love the world, nor the things in this world. And what does this woman do? She gives up one of her most valuable possessions, 10 months of wages, and she offers it upon the head of Jesus. Are we holding things back from Christ? Do we serve Him with all of our heart? Do we offer up everything that we have for His kingdom? I don't know exactly what you might be called to this morning in response to these passages. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Feel free to let me know down in the comments or send me a message. It's always a great blessing to hear that. Let's go ahead and pray. Lord, we thank you so much for this day. We thank you for your word. We thank you for feeding our souls. We thank you for teaching us about who you are. Lord, we thank you for Jesus Christ. Father, we pray now that you would bless us this morning. We pray that we would go about in confidence and that we would go in your peace. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, may God bless you today and may he overwhelm your heart with thanksgiving. Bye.